Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the WAN show. The WAN show. The remote WAN show. The fourth one we filmed the today. The best kind of WAN show. Wait, what do you mean the fourth one we filmed today? We filmed four last week. We're not going to have to film a WAN show for like two months. Yeah. This is going to be great. Man, yeah. it's, it's just lucky that we have such an accurate crystal ball because otherwise yeah. we'd be in real trouble like two months from now when... You know, like NVIDIA's launching something or whatever, and we're not talking about it because we, we're no, on see, top of this. Because all the hardware is so cyclical anyways that we just guess what it's going to be. Yeah, pretty it's much. close enough. We just call everything rumors. We say everything's allegedly, yep, yep. and we just move on. Allegedly is cares? the key word. It's the, yeah. it's the perfect word. All right, guys, we got a great show for you today. You got a lot of great topics. Uh, it's kind of a lie. We don't really have a ton of great topics. We definitely have the one about people setting fire to 5G towers <laughs> because um, because people are special. Um, so that's that's great. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 controller. Actually, you might have some stuff to say about PlayStation 5 controller. I suspect you will. I have intentionally not looked at it because Perfect. I knew we were going to talk about it. We're going to get that uh, raw reaction, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've also got uh, Apple and Google teaming up to use your data in the fight against COVID. And 800 gigabit per second Ethernet spec has been announced. Yeah, it's super. That's a boring topic. We might not even talk about that. Oh, uh, but also AMD's fourth gen Ryzen desktop chips are apparently set to release in September 2020. That's a bit of a more fun topic. Why is that under rapid fire? Uh, I don't know. That's sort of a big topic. But, you know, I as far as I can tell, the difference between main topics and rapid fire is that someone flipped a coin and it landed on the right side or the wrong side. They, they didn't have a ton of notes for it. So yeah. they're just like, oh, psh. yeah, you know, how, you know how it is. You know how it is. So great, <laughs> great, great show for you guys today. We're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to roll that intro. I promise we're going to. You just wait. It's going to happen. Wait for it. Here it is. It's coming. Now. YouTube not live? No YouTube. YouTube not live? Oh, yeah. It's because it's uh, stupid. Uh, so there we go. Public. So the issue with going live on YouTube, by the way, thank you very much, guys, is that in order to use the same stream key, which would be the intuitive way for a streaming thing to work, um, oh shoot, I forgot to put the uh, little lower third thing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, back to Linus and Luke. Uh, in order to reuse the same stream key, which is how I would expect it to work, that's how it works on Twitch, that's how it works on Floatplane, basically everywhere else, um, you have to like kind of copy paste your last live event that used that same stream key. So, what happens when you <laughs> copy your last event is it also copies all the characteristics of it, including the title and the fact that it's public. So, immediately <laughs> it sends out a ping to people who follow you like hey, hey we're going live and i'm not it would be great to have a second to say actually no i would like this to be unlisted or private <laughs> for now while i get everything set up because you never know it might not be perfect immediately when we start um but no no that's not how the interface works and so then what happens is i go in and i set it to unlisted that's the first thing i do so that it's not just like spamming people with this event that doesn't exist. And then um, what I then do is I forget. So I press go live, but it's still set to unlisted. But then there's all these people in the chat. So I'm like, oh, okay, everything's working normally, but they're only but there they're because waiting. it was 
temporarily public earlier oh, on. Yeah, oh. so it's it's just the dumbest thing ever, and I, I the only fix is for YouTube to fix their interface or me to become a super genius who can remember all these ridiculous steps. That's oh, annoying. That's fine. Let's just, jump. Just so you know as well, apparently Teams does have some auto gain features. So uh, I think that's more what we were running into. Apparently it does, because we were definitely running into that. Like when I was taking, um, so we did a pre-stream testing uh, over on Twitch and Floatplane. And when we were trying to configure Luke's audio to get to the right levels, no matter how much I tried to boost him on my GoXLR mixer thing, um, he wouldn't get any louder. But And this is a dynamic mic. Yeah. And when I got further away, I stayed the same volume. Yeah. Which and like really weird so what would happen was his voice wouldn't get any louder but i could hear like the cars driving by on the road which with a <laughs> dynamic microphone should absolutely That's not nuts. be a thing like yeah it must be taking just this like tiny waveform and then just being like yeah, yeah that's exactly as important as the person <laughs> talking right so we might, I don't know, we might have to switch to a different voice chat app for next week. But the, the thing is, the video quality on Teams is reasonably good as long as you, you know, upgrade your camera at some point. What cable is it that you need? Can I just send you a cable? It's, is it like a special uh, cable, Luke? I think so. Hold on. It's just like a micro HDMI or something, isn't it? I bet it's just a micro HDMI cable. Probably. No, 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 no. I have that. You have that. I found that. And we could still hear you. Too, we could still hear you yelling one. from across the room just fine. Like I could hear you still. <laughs> so bizarre that should not be how that works so i have this guy which should be pretty good for the stream mm -hmm. yeah it looks pretty uh, good handy it looks handy i don't remember it's what a... the exact model is i'm sure i could find it somewhere the hdr cx 900 um and i have the micro hdmi it's not even mini it's just freaking teeny i found that i only have one of those and i found that but i can't find it's dc in which is super unique. Oh, there's your problem. Yeah, that that's not working. That's not working. What you're doing, but that's fine. I understand. Let's give I it understand. A shot. Yeah, it was it was worth a, it was worth a try. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's your problem. Yeah. That's like that's like an eBay. That's like an eighty dollar eBay special right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've somewhat given up trying to find it here. Um, I checked every bin that should have cables in it and it wasn't there. Um, and I've checked places where I don't normally store cables and didn't find it there either. So uh, I don't of course know. the specs on B and H just say power cord. Yeah. Aren't you so glad that proprietary power connectors are going the way of the Dodo right now? Yes. It, Cause it's super. And this, this is like particularly an annoying problem. I remember, and this is the frustrating part. I have one of these micro HDMIs, but I have two power cables for this because when I bought it, I knew the power cable was going to be annoying. The second I looked at it, I was like, yep, that sucks. So I didn't buy another like wall plug power cable. I bought a USB to this proprietary end thing and it worked. I've used it, but I don't know where that is either. Oops. I just uh, shared our chat history on the stream. Because I went to send you a message and it uh, still captured that window. Hopefully, we haven't been talking about anything incriminating lately, because that's all, out there. Um, all buts. Oh, it's all buts. I mean, that's that's pretty much a given. Uh, let's just see. Uh, uh, yeah, everything looks pretty good, other than that uh, tool that's... that you shared with me that we probably don't need the entire internet having access to. 
Um, what about the the stream key? Was that shared? No. Okay, cool. No. We're good. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right. You didn't oh, send me the stream cheap. key in there. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, it's only 15 bucks. I found it okay. for 15 bucks US, so that's like 30 Canadian dollars now by the time you actually get it shipped up here, but that's doable. One thing you should make sure of though before you even do before you even spend $15 on that thing is make sure that it's got a clean HDMI output. Because I really struggled with that. It does. It does. Okay. I've All right. streamed with this before. It looks really good. I oh, like okay. This. I have. Yeah. All right. Cool. I have used this before. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm I'm hardly a streaming expert, to be very clear. Like, I shouldn't be the one advising you. In fact, uh, Epos Vox watched my streaming setup upgrade video and basically tweeted at me. He's like, "We should talk." You should. Yeah. Why didn't you talk to him first? I'm sure oh, you would have been down. No, no. I think I know what he was upset about. And the thing he was upset about was a total like accident. Um, oh. So I was using this like super cheap Behringer uh, XLR interface on it. And basically it was like a $30 interface on like a $500 microphone and a total mismatch. Everything else about it, I think is is pretty fine. Like I'm using those Elgato lights and like an Elgato arm and I've got a um, a Rebel T6i camera that honestly I think looks pretty darn good now. Um, and then I'm, I've got like a stream deck and it's all pretty standard stuff except for that interface that I was using that was just a total mismatch. But my intention was to swap it out basically immediately for a Go XLR because I really like being able to say words like and on stream. So... Yes, <laughs> don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. It's all bleep. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, that is the biggest reason that I like it. So, um, anyway, I have swapped that out. I actually recorded a video clip today explaining that it has been swapped out. Um, so, hopefully, hopefully, it's all, hopefully, it's all good. Um,. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Um... Oh, never mind. Okay, let's move on to our uh, let's move on to our first topic then, shall we? Should we go with the uh, the five G towers? Uh, sure. You're gonna have to solo this one a little bit because I have to do something very quickly. Yeah, that makes sense that you would have to do such a thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and actually, you know what? I'm gonna do a more boring topic first. Then, Apple and Google team up to use your data against the against uh, COVID-19. So this was posted by Phil104 on the forum, and the original article here is from the BBC. So Apple and Google are jointly developing technology to alert people if they have recently come into contact with others found to be infected with coronavirus. This is some incredibly big brother stuff right there. Uh, they hope to initially help third-party contact tracing apps run efficiently. So this would make the apps interoperable so that contact tracing would continue to work if people traveled overseas and came into contact with people who are using a different tool. Um, ultimately, they aim to do away with the need to download dedicated apps, though, baking a toggle switch into the OS. Isn't that kind of terrifying, like how how easy it is for them to turn on an app that basically catalogs everyone you've come in contact with? <laughs> like that took weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
The two companies believe that their approach, designed to keep users whose participation would be voluntary, apparently, okay, so that's good, I guess, uh, anonymous would um, help address privacy concerns about this. So, so here, here's how all that shakes down. Participation is voluntary. You don't have to participate. Users are anonymous. Somehow. I mean, there's a... <laughs> so they're anonymous in the sense that I guess your, your like, user token would be um like uh, uh like like randomized like it wouldn't be your name um but it wouldn't be anonymous in the sense that you couldn't like okay if i worked at google or apple and i was to have your token number and i could see everyone you've come in contact with i could probably figure out who you are eventually by going to places that you go on a regular basis and being like sup what's your name cool and then leaving and then i would be able to match a token with the name now obviously that's a pretty that's a lot of yeah. tinfoil hat kind of thing and it, it and that means that the database wouldn't be searchable the other way like i couldn't just enter a name and then see where that person has gone i would have to like find random tokens and then match those to names so it would you know be a one in seven billion shot to you know have kim kardashian's you know who she's been in contact with token you know what i mean um, but it's still, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of people out there that's going to make pretty uncomfortable. So the way it tracks your location is it uses your phone's, uh, Bluetooth signals to determine who the owner has recently been in proximity with for long enough to establish a contagion risk. Bluetooth, that's actually a super kind of clever way to do it. So it's not GPS because as soon as you go inside a tall building or whatever, you know, GPS isn't going to be accurate to within the six feet um, that you're expected to maintain from other people for social distancing. It would, it would be far less accurate than that. But if you're using Bluetooth, it can use GPS as like a sanity check. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it would do this, but it could use GPS as a sanity check to go, okay, yeah, these guys were in approximately the same location and then Bluetooth to be like, oh yeah, they actually were near each other. I guess you wouldn't even need the GPS. That's pretty, yeah, that's no. pretty cool. That's kind of smart. Um, it's close proximity. So then you wouldn't know where people are going. You would just know who they've been in proximity to. Okay, that actually, that does help my privacy concerns a little bit. Look, it's got its own issues, Luke. I, I see your face. I see the face you're making. I'm not saying it's perfect. I didn't, I'm not saying it's amazing and I, I feel like, you know, we should just turn it on all the time. I'm just saying it's better than having GPS tracking on all the time. It's definitely it's definitely an interesting tool you in this time. You fucking yeah. dick. Whoa. Oh, that's uh, I don't hear the beeps. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just so much inside of me. He's like, you can't say that on the internet. Oh, that's oh, too much. Oh my fun. goodness. Oh. Oh, he, he missed one of them, I guess. But that one's not that big of a deal. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. I I don't know. I these things are always funky because there's always the like. Um, I mean, it's opt in, right? Yes. So whatever. But there's good. been a lot of things that have been opt in that that turns out they're just like <laughs> you can't. Yeah. But even if you don't opt in, uh, you can't opt out. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Google likes doing that kind of stuff. I I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I I usually like going with the like no protect my information thing. In this case, I would probably sign up for it. Um, 
that's due to like people that I'm close with being high risk and wanting to protect them as much as possible. And right. if I was able to know that I was near someone that was infected so that I could uh, not be near those people anymore, I think that would be very highly valuable. So I would probably turn it on myself. Um, you know what's would... interesting is we actually talked about a very similar topic and you said... The, the pipes thing. The uh, No, the smart toilets one. That's what I'm saying. The yeah oh the the adult swim meme is that it's pipes oh the, sure okay the smart pipe yeah thing. so so smart toilets that would basically um evaluate your health based on yeah. your your ex your excretions um and so you, think... you said no for that one and i i think i had said something like so you wouldn't turn it on to save your life but then i guess the question becomes would you turn it's it on to mine. save your dad's life yeah it's not mine oof i think i think that's like a big part of the change Right. Um, is that like, that's me putting the value of my own information over the potential lives of the people that are close to me. And right. that starts to break lines for me because that's no longer, the consequence isn't on me anymore. Right. Or not as much. Yeah. I mean, it could it be. It still on is. You. Yeah. It could, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It still could, definitely is. But anyone but could die. But there is also other heavy consequence on other people. You know, yeah. So I think that changes my stance on that. Okay, so tell me this then, because really the the sort of the utopia, you know, outcome of the the smart toilet thing is that collectively as a species we become healthier and live longer because we learn far more mm. about the effects of our our diet and our activities uh, on the human body, and we're all able to collectively be healthier now. Now. But it gets more specific than that because let's say that some of the information that they collected about what puts uh, what's higher risk for you, like what you're at risk of, let's mm. say that knowledge could be used to say, okay, so there's a hereditary uh, risk factor for Luke here. It came from somewhere and that ultimately comes back to someone like your parents or your brother and they could use that I to think... proactively, even though they don't have a smart toilet, they could know, oh, wow, well, this guy got it from somewhere. Now what? I think in this case, I know that the person slash people that are at risk would much rather that I had the app installed. Um, it's it's so not the COVID that one. I can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I um, I, <laughs> I wouldn't even have to ask. They would, right. they would very heavily insist that that was done. Right. Um, so if the toilet thing came around and my my like family and people that are close to me were like, Hey, you should get this thing because of me. I would be like, I would, I think I would be much more heavily convinced if that makes sense. Right. But as long as they don't like, watch Wan show and they don't learn about this toilet, then you're never going to bring it good. up. Then we're good. All right. All right. All right. All right. Got it. Got it. I, it's, 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 I think it's, it's one thing to be proactive on your own. And it's another thing to deny someone else's concerns. If got that it. makes sense. All right, so my current stance on that it uses the Bluetooth signals that um, so it uses blue, the Bluetooth signals. All right, this is officially the Boomer Show now. It uses Bluetooth signals to determine who you've been in proximity with, and if one of those people later tests positive for COVID nineteen, um, the owner of the handset that's gone near it would get a warning. Okay, 
So this is right in here. No GPS location data or personal information would be recorded and records of the digital IDs involved would be stored on remote servers. But the companies say these could not be used to unmask a specific individual's true identity. Okay. I'd be interested in what the warning uh, is or would be because for instance, there, there's, a, there's a concern that's affecting us right now. Um, I won't entirely go into it, but uh, a bus driver in British Columbia that worked in, in I think I think it was the Surrey area, but yeah. they won't specify what route um, contracted COVID and died. But they won't but they won't tell anyone what route. Yeah, that which seems like counterproductive. Seems counterproductive, but apparently it's because they're worried about like witch hunting on his like family and other stuff like that, because there's been a lot of negative reactions, like people attacking right. nurse, nurses and doctors and stuff like that. Um, I haven't heard about this. This is a new one for me. That's, I don't know how common that is in Canada. Um, right. but I've like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen video stuff of it online. I think the big concern and the reason why people are doing that is due to them still wearing their scrubs and their medical stuff on the way home. And they're worried about them spreading it. Oh, I uh, see. But I don't know. I mean, this whole thing is very weird right now. Probably it should seems... be ditching that stuff at the hospital and leaving it yeah. there to be cleaned. Um, that's yeah, that's a fair point. But I also, you know, they might not have the facilities for that right now or something because it might be over yeah. capacity. I don't know. All right. Um, but yeah, they they won't release like what the route was, which seems, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that personally, but. All right. Apparently, yeah. so like, so basically, what I guess I would say is like, would they say where, or just you have been near someone? No, no, I don't think it would even know where. So the contact matching process right, takes place GPS. on device uh, rather than centrally. So it would be nice if it if it told you the time then. Yeah, the time would be pretty nice, um, but I think because the idea there's is a difference between like. If you're somewhere and you're being extremely careful versus yours, so like you you probably didn't get it, even though there was someone within Bluetooth range. Yeah. Or there's somewhere where you your defenses have to come down a certain degree for a certain amount of time. And if you knew that was happening, someone just said Luke interrupting tips. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, if you knew that was happening, it would be nice to know like, oh, I was somewhat compromised at that time. That's now, fair. My concern level goes up. But I think the issue is that they want to take as little information as possible to to get you sort of the, the basic... They want to take as little info as possible to get you something actionable. And the actionable thing is, hey, you need to go into quarantine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's all there is to it. You were exposed. That's fair. Get into quarantine. Because it's so we're... contagious that if you were in a close proximity to someone who has it for some period of time that... It, Apparently, it does require you to be in contact for some period of time. So it's not enough to drive past someone on the street is what I'm assuming they're trying to avoid. Um, then you just you just kind of need to because it can be it can stay alive on surfaces. Uh, people can can cough into the air and the, the particles can be inhaled. Um, so it actually seems like I started out really skeptical about this, but it seems like the way that they're going about it is kind of smart and pretty reasonable so they're saying they will openly publish information about their work for others to analyze and the european union's data protection supervisor said the initiative will require further assessment however after a quick look it seems to tick the right boxes as uh, as it uh, pertains to user choice data protection by design and pan-european interoperability 
All right. Well, uh, good good luck. Um, in other news, this was well, you sign by... up for it. Will I sign up for it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, right now, I I basically haven't left my house other than to run to my local grocery store, grab a couple things, wipe down the boxes with Lysol wipes when I get back to my house, and that's it. That's basically all I've done in the last like two and a half weeks. So. If I'm in quarantine, I don't think I'm going to bother to put the app on my phone. But if I were to go back to the office, like I, I've been, I had coughed twice today. Um, so I'll have been symptom free for 72 hours by sometime next week. And I would like to go back to the office so that I'm not setting up every shoot by myself right now. Like I, or like I am right now. Um, and so if I were to do that, yeah, I think it would make sense for me to have an app installed at the very least. And I'll probably switch to wearing masks, except when I'm like the moments that I'm on camera and recording just cause it muffles the audio. Yeah. Yeah. In other okay. news, uh, Phil one Oh four on the forum posted this. This is great. Um, some people believe that 5g like, like for cell phones, um, started COVID and those people need a, need an education because that's really not how viruses work. Um, but 5G towers have apparently been set fire to in Birmingham. Are you are you trying to tell me you can't send viruses over a network? Uh, okay. Well, I think I think you're intentionally trying to misunderstand me, sir. Sir, <laughs> sir, I'm gonna have to ask it, sir. Okay, sir, <laughs> sir. Now that's now, sir. That kind of tone is just simply not acceptable, sir. <laughs> uh, you're, you're definitely misunderstanding me on purpose um, I'm saying that no, no, waves through the air cannot uh, cause a virus to infect human cells there, that kind of virus there's my third cough for the day yeah. you, you, basically, you basically made me sick by pretending to be that stupid that's what happened right there <laughs> Um, gave you a gave you a virus. Five G towers have been set fire to in Birmingham, Liverpool, and Melling. And Cabinet Office Minister Michael Gove said it is just nonsense, dangerous nonsense as well, because people seem to be setting fire to these five G towers in order to stop the spread of COVID. Now I do appreciate people trying to help. You know, that's good. Taking the initiative is good. And, uh, you know, working together as a society to make ourselves all safer and healthier, that's good too. Um, but, but diseases are not caused by 5G. And uh, setting cell phone towers on fire during a, an emergency, a heightened, heightened level of emergency state, which we're in, is especially stupid because they're needed um, for people to call emergency services so we, we really do need um, cell phone towers working and not on fire. So if there's anyone in our audience, which I don't believe to be the case, I, I actually do like to think that our audience is a bit of a cut above the average um, YouTube viewer. If there's anyone in our audience who is out there, part of a vigilante group that is um, you know, taking it to those, those corporations that are infecting us with COVID with the 5G towers, I would like to ask you to stop. Please, to please end it now yeah to please stop setting fire to the towers because we do in fact need the towers thank you very you much had a good run yeah you know what i'm not gonna ask you ahead. to yeah i'm not gonna ask you to demask yourself and admit that you were involved because if i was you i wouldn't want to admit i was involved in something that ridiculously dumb either so that's fine yeah. don't say anything but just please stop setting fire to the towers and thank you yeah. 
And if you if you can, if you can, if if those people are reachable, you know, like some people are not reachable. I don't know if you saw that clip of the lady who is covered in Jesus's blood. Did, did you happen yeah. to see that one? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, saw, I saw that too. Um, some people are not reachable. So if, if, you're, if your compatriots are, are just not reachable, you know, I don't expect you to convert them to, to not believing that 5G causes COVID because there's just, you know, there's nothing you can do at a certain point, but just don't be involved in it, you know? And maybe don't talk to them anymore because they're probably... You know, not the kind of people that make you a better person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. David Shook says, my ancestors burned witches. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That is actually fairly, that's a good parallel. Humans um, evolve and, and grow past things. Do they? Actually, sometimes. I think this topic is basically all the evidence we need that they don't. <laughs> well, I think this is now a smaller it's subset a witch. of Burn! Burn her! <laughs> uh, you can't touch me because of COVID, so I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's going to be hard to get people to uh, burn me at the stake if no one is going to come near me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Problem solved. XA says, no one really believes 5G causes coronavirus. Are you sure? But people are concerned with 5G safety and uh, privacy consequences. Oh, and the, the message is gone now. Yeah, uh, you still shouldn't be lighting the things on fire. That's definitely, definitely the wrong, super duper wrong approach. Also, I think there's a lot of confusion about what exactly 5G is. Because many people, and I saw this in the comments on those both of the videos, actually, in spite of the fact that explicitly in both videos I explained this, um, 5G is not the same as millimeter wave. There seems to be a ton of confusion in the comments on those videos across the internet in general, where people are like, 5G is dangerous because of the high frequency of the waves or because of the high speeds it operates at or whatever, 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 whatever. 5G is not the same as millimeter wave. And millimeter wave, which we also demonstrated in both videos, is so pinner that it can't even get through a piece of paper, let alone penetrating your body and mutating your cells. So 5G millimeter wave is definitely <sighs> okay. Be a superhero though. Is definitely okay. Be a superhero. Enough. Enough. So disappointing. Enough. Okay. So 5G millimeter wave is is 5G just Wi-Fi? No, 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 Rob. No, it's not Wi-Fi. Okay. 5G is just the fifth generation of cellular technology. That's all it is. It operates across. It operate. It operate. Yes, the G is for generation. It operates across multiple. Not not just multiple. It, it operates across the spectrum. Okay, so you can have five G that's based on low band. So that's your long range, low speed waves. Okay, you can have five G across your mid band. So that's your medium speed, medium range, and then you can have five G on your high band waves. So those are your high frequency, high speed, but low range waves okay so there's a bunch of technology built into 5g around the way the signals are processed that it makes it fifth generation is it fairly iterative actually in some ways yes and 4g long-term evolution 4g lte i think some of the marketing around that was like this is going to be the last one and then now they're turning around and they're going no no 5g 5g now and so i think there's a lot of people upset about the way that 5g has been marketed but that doesn't change what it is. What it is is another evolutionary step forward 
in the handling of wireless signals over cellular networks. That's all it is. Now, if you want to talk about millimeter wave, we can talk about millimeter wave, but that's a separate conversation. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Not something to light fire to. Storybook <sighs> Bus 03 says you're giving a very cut version of the scientific explanation. Well, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a tech podcast. What do you what do you want from me? <laughs> if you want to explain something, you better do so with full displays and all information without bias. What bias? Waves traveling through the air don't care about your bias. That's it. The, 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 they don't they don't go through stuff. That's all there is to it. It's if you want full featured, full fat scientific explanations, go look them up. Um, Leo Key says five G towers are radioactive. So is the the glowing a banana. So yeah, so is the banana. And the ocean. So is the glowing uh, face on your watch, and you wear that on your wrist, and yet somehow we don't have uh, you know a rash of wrist tumors. Just because something is radioactive actually doesn't inherently make it going to kill you. Like, ah, come on, guys, please, please, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's just let's just let's just talk about sponsors. That'll make me feel better. Top seven radioactive items in your home. Brazil nuts, bananas, your own body, smoke detectors, granite countertops, your grandma's dinnerware, and cigarettes. <laughs> That's great. And I like that there's a list for that. This video today is brought to you by Display. Oh, wait, you know what? No, let's summarize. Let's summarize first. Please don't light cell phone towers on fire. Thank you very much. All right, this video is brought to you by Display. Uh, Displate is a magnet-mounted metal print that's durable and doesn't require any tools to hang it. They've got over 800,000 different arts spanning a bunch of different styles and influences. With their easy magnetic mounting, uh, there's no holes in your wall, and it's easily replaceable and really quick to make adjustments, like if it's not quite level. They plant a tree for every Displate purchased, and we even have our own line of Displates at displate.com slash linustechtips slash portraits. Just head to the link below and use code LTT to save 15% on Displate today. I see you highlighting that link, but I don't see you screen sharing. Can I Can I see it? It's coming. Yes, there it is. Look at him go. Oh, hey, there's a WAN show one now. That's pretty sick. Wait, was that always there? Well, whatever. It's definitely there uh, now. It's that, yeah. It's that Luke it's guy just... wearing his Team Liquid uh, sweater. Yeah. In pixel art. And now he's, what, what is he doing now? Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. There it is. Look at that. I thought we had a different one. Is this the WAN one? I thought there was a different WAN one too. Apparently this is the WAN one now. Whatever. I like this one better. It's that OG cool. that OG uh Edsel Yago pixel art right there. That's an original Edsel Yago right there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure he did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I collect Edsel Yagos. That, and old, yes, he definitely did this. That's yeah. old stuff. Yeah, that's old stuff. Well, I was yeah. just seeing if there was maybe some new assets mixed in, but no, those are all those are all ancient, like six-year-old, seven-year-old assets for sure. Uh, the show is also <laughs> show is also brought to you today by Private Internet Access. Are you a filthy pirate, or do you just want to, you know, keep your ISP from seeing what you're looking at, even though they're not going to send you a letter in the mail about it? Well, whatever. Get PIA 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 Internet Access. Get Private Internet Access. Um, adding a VPN lets you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices, and it's an important piece of your online security toolkit. It now features WireGuard, which is in a beta state. There's no bandwidth caps. They've got configurable encryption and an internet kill switch to keep you in control of your connection. And when combined with private browsing, I, uh, a VPN can make 
can even make websites um, yeah, can make websites think you're in a different country. What do you mean even make websites? That's like half the point is getting like cheaper <laughs> cheaper airfare and stuff. I mean, not right now, mind you. Apparently flights are down to like 80% or something stupid like that. Try it risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee. And you can connect up to five devices at once with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. That's right. With one account, you could have your Windows desktop, your MacBook, your Android phone, your iPad, and your Linux, what would you, uh, Linux, your, your Linux server, NAS, all connected. And what if all of those things were owned by your friends, except for one, which was owned by you? Whoa, check That'd it out at lmg.gg slash PIAWAN. Hey, hey, don't give people ideas there, all right? Hey. Whoa. Hey, all right, Squarespace, also sponsored the WAN Show today. Do you need a beautifully crafted website without the hassle? Well, there's nothing they can do about the craftsmanship. That's on you. But Squarespace has got gorgeous templates that allow you to set up any kind of website you could possibly want. Their all-in-one platform makes it easy to get up and running quickly. And if you need additional help, Squarespace offers webinars, a full series of help guides, and you can even contact their 24-7 customer support via live chat and email. If you've already got a third-party domain, you don't have to give it up. Just transfer it over to Squarespace. Plus, you get e-commerce features to help you sell merch or services online and easily manage your inventory and orders. So go to squarespace.com forward slash when to get 10% off your first purchase. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at that. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. What else we got to talk about today? Oh, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 controller. Yes. Okay. All so right. I have not seen this. Bring it up. Bring it up. So the original yes. article is from the um, the PlayStation blog. Okay. And it was posted by Soft006 on the forum. Sony has released images of the final design of the DualSense controller. DualSense. I can't yeah. find it. There it is. There DualSense. It is. Dual so what's sense. dual about it other than the like what's dual whoa 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 indeed bruh whoa let me get this on screen yeah Let's get it, it on looks screen. like dual it has sense. like it looks like it's wearing like a super suit like it looks it looks like an older playstation controller that like put on like a skin tight suit okay I don't can know i stop you for one second here chat is still arguing about 5g Oh, anyway, go ahead. So people were wondering if, if people were concerned about 5G. <laughs> There's your answer. Um, I don't, it looks interesting. It doesn't look crazy different. I would say something? this is the, I'm okay. I mean, this is a fairly. PlayStation doesn't change much. So given PlayStation's controller changes, maybe. I think this pretty is different. pretty dramatic. For a PlayStation controller, for a PlayStation controller change, because sure. like yeah. look at like my biggest issue with PlayStation controllers um, is not actually like it is a problem for me, but my biggest issue is not actually the fact that the joysticks are um, not not um, ugh the the joystick and D pad on the left side. I like them swapped, yeah. like the uh, like the offset. Xbox controller. Yeah. yeah, so they're it's symmetrical. That's that's my that's one of my big issues with it. But my bigger issue was that I just don't find the like, the like knobbly handles. I don't find them very ergonomic. They're not contoured to my hand. Like, what hand is that designed for? Where are you saying where the 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 joystick has a dimple, kind of? No, no, the the backs, like the handles. Oh. Yeah, okay. like on the older ones. This new one looks way more ergonomic to me. So I just looked up a picture of a PlayStation Four controller. Yeah. And yeah, I think. I think I saw the new ones handles and we're just like, yeah, that's obviously how that should work. 
But yeah, the previous one has like rounded sticks. <laughs> yeah, like it just it it never made sense to me. Whose hand were those designed for? Like it's it looks like a game controller. It doesn't look like something that fits in a human appendage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I've I've never personally liked PlayStation controllers. I even um when I started trying to play Horizon Zero Dawn on a PS4, I went out and figured out how to like USB adapter and program in an Xbox controller to be able to play on the PlayStation. And it was worth it, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I just, I, I've spent so much time on controllers with offset joysticks instead of inline joysticks. It feels really weird to have my hand held like that. I have relatively big hands. I know other people that have relatively big hands and they like Show PlayStation off. controllers, but it feels, it feels uh, too cramped for me. Everything's in, and I have to bring my thumbs in, and I just, I don't like it. This I looks like a lot better to me. hold it like that, basically. Like, I still don't, I, I still don't prefer the inline joysticks, but the yeah. the ergonomics of the, of the backing of it, like, this is the biggest change for sure since going to dual analog sticks on the PlayStation 2. It's been pretty, pretty iterative since there. Okay, a little touch panel here, a little, you know, light there and your share button or whatever, whatever that button was called. Uh, yeah, it does share look button. very much like the, the design idea of the PlayStation 4 one is like kind of fixed shapes. Like the D-pad, even though it's a D-pad, it has this ring on it. And the ring is kind of the same size as the one for X circle square triangle. Um, and then the joysticks both have their own little rings and everything else is like, there's two sticks shoved on the side and the touchpad is a block. Yeah. And this new one is much more sweeping. Yeah. Like it's curved, like for, like for yeah. humans, like for soft yeah. things to touch it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm surprisingly into it. You know, uh, every once in a while this happens on, uh, on TechLinked where I'm reading a news story and I haven't actually seen the thing I'm talking about. Um, so I think mm. I made fun of the PS5 controller on TechLink when I shot it on Wednesday <laughs> this week. But but and looking at this, like yeah, cool. Looking at this, I'm like ah, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know, Riley. I think I think it looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's still things I would change for sure. But this is the kind of improvement that could make me not immediately discard a PlayStation controller and go look for an Xbox One. Um, I'm still not, I wouldn't buy one. Like if I wanted a controller for my PC, like some, which is all I really use a controller on. I don't actually own a console. Um, well I do, I have a switch, but if I wanted to, to, to just use a controller on my PC, I, I would still go get an Xbox controller, uh, instead of this, if I had to buy it. But if, if someone handed me this, I wouldn't be like, ew, oh gross, ew. And, and not yeah. use it. This is, yeah. this is, looks a lot better. Some interesting features. Uh, they've adopted haptic feedback, so you'll feel, quote, the slow grittiness of driving a car through mud. Uh, adaptive triggers for L2 and R2, so you can feel the tension of your actions, like when uh, drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. That's sure. actually pretty cool. Um, okay. Changed the angle of the triggers, made some subtle updates to the grip. That doesn't whatever. look subtle There's to me at all. It looks way better. I think they mean like the texture. Oh, okay. Like the actual grip of it, not the shape or anything. I don't know because that um, looks that looks like an extreme update to the grip, and like in a good way. Maybe they called it a subtle update so that they don't have to acknowledge how bad it was before. Like maybe someone came in and was like, you know, we got some fresh blood in or something, 
or like, you know, maybe one of the executives that's just, you know, all business and no gaming, you know, has a kid now that like grew up and is like, you know, 22 and started at the company and there's like a bunch of nepotism and this this kid, you know, has way more say all of a sudden than any of the other people that actually know anything about gaming and came in and was like, yo, we've been doing this wrong for like 25 years. Can we please finally fix this? And they're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem, sir. We got this. And and you know, this is totally hypothetical. I don't think that's actually how it went down, but it just seems like why did they not fix it for so long? And then now it's just like immediately, yeah, subtle changes, way better. I haven't actually held it in my hands yet, so I don't know that it's that much better, but it looks that much better. It does look a lot better. We'll have to see till, yeah, hands-on with controllers is so important, but well, yeah, it looks better. There's also a built-in mic in the controller, so that's probably horrible. Um, it might be all right. Like microphone. I, I just mean because I usually, honestly, don't want to hear anybody. <laughs> okay, but that's a separate conversation. Yeah, I jumped into some VR game at one point that I didn't realize was going to drop me straight into a multiplayer arena. Like I was doing the tutorial, which it turns out takes place in a multiplayer accessible space. That's pretty interesting. And your mic is automatically just on and open. <laughs> When you launched this game, I forget what game it was. It was horrible. It made me nauseated almost immediately. And oh. um, anyway, just the amount of just other people shrieking and I couldn't figure out like why they were yelling at me or even what they were saying because it just sounded like nothing because it was just clipping uh, and super high pitched. You know how it is. Um, anyway, the quality of the mic might not necessarily be terrible. Sony does know a thing or two about audio. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Good, I, I, good array mics these days can be shockingly good. Like the mic, I get so many comments about how uh, good my VR streams sound using the built-in microphone on the Valve Index. The Index, yeah, it, the Index's mic is is very surprising. It's I will definitely agree with that. Shockingly god tier. Like I, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, my biggest complaint with that is just the like barrier of entry for people being able to put their voice in your ears. Right. It's and nice for them to have to have money fire. to transmit their voice <laughs> yeah. to you as opposed to just yeah. owning a controller. Yeah. Which like came with the console, right? So like literally everyone will have access to that. If you play with anyone on PlayStation, they will have access to it unless it's backwards compatible with the PS4 controllers, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Looks cool. Excited to actually hold it in my hands. I hope it's a step up uh, because then if I ever have to play anything on PlayStation, it won't immediately feel quite as horrible as it currently does. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not into those kind of controllers. And the thing is, like, sometimes you might feel like you have to play something on PlayStation because there's like some good games over there. They have a lot of really good exclusives. You know what? Uh, this is not a news topic for this week, but I feel like I need to talk about it. The number of comments, like fanboys drive me absolutely crazy. The number of comments on my review of the S20 Ultra this week, where the title was, please don't buy the S20 Ultra. And the reason is that as far as I feel, okay, and this it's my opinion. You watch my videos so you can get my opinion, okay? That's the way it works. Um, it made no noticeable change to my life compared to my two-year-old Note 9 that I'm still daily driving because I can't use the fold because this YouTube stories feature is broken on it. Uh, and I need <laughs> that for work. I know it's the stupidest thing ever. That I love sucks. the fold. And it yeah, just, it was working for a bit. And so I went back to using it and then it just stopped working again. I, I tried a YouTube app update today just to see if it's back. It's what not. What doesn't work? Sorry, I know this is not. It's just not important. there. 
yeah, I contacted Samsung and like the rep that I talked to had no idea. And then I contacted uh, top creator support and they were like, oh yeah, it's not supported on that device. I'm like, why? And then I, I don't know that I ever heard back. I don't know that I actually sent an email saying why, because um, that would have you been should try, um, pretty obnoxious. You should but... try just getting the APK. Uh, no, I tried it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. So really frustrating. Um, and then I think one of the Samsung people I talked to was like, oh, yeah, it's working on my phone, my Fold. I'm like, oh, that's nice, but like, I need it working on mine so that I can use this device. And then uh, I'm not sure that we ever found a resolution to that. So anyway, what I was trying to say was this is a 1400 US dollar phone that, as far as I can tell, does not justify its price in any meaningful way. Um, something like the Note 9, my justification for why I recommended it at the time, in spite of the fact that it was, I think it was $1,100 for the top spec or $1,200 for the top. It was also a very expensive device, but it had everything. No other device ever has had everything the way the Note 9 does. It has a headphone jack. It's got expandable storage. It's got IP water resistance. It's got a serviceable camera. Yes, it's not as good as some newer phones now, for sure. But it's still better than like your your your, your typical Chinese phone um, or like a value phone. So it just, it had everything. It had the stylus. I don't use it that often, but sometimes it really comes in handy. It's really nice. And it didn't have a, a hole punch in the display. It didn't have a notch. It was just like, I was like, okay, everything came together for this device. It's worth paying a premium for. And to me, the S20 Ultra just didn't do that at all. It's, it's, a, it's another phone. It's like, okay. Neat. Yeah. Neat, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I and, think we're, we're starting to run into that more and more unless you have like drastic features like folding. So anyway, though, but that's, I mean, that's exactly it is. I also, I also said, I love the fold. But anyway, what was what was really funny to me about this, though, was the comments on that video, particularly after the um, like the first wave where it's our subscribers watching. So once a video does well with our subscribers, YouTube will algorithmically start to serve it out to a broader audience. Right. And it is full of people just sort of bashing on me for just being an iPhone fanboy. And I'm looking at this like. What are you talking about? Justin says, just say you're biased towards iPhone, man, because we all already know. <laughs> this is two comments later. Dur CSR says, you are a fan of Apple in all caps. Um, hold on. I got to scroll a little bit further down to find another one. I'm trying uh, to figure out how and why someone would come to that conclusion. Because the only reason to say anything negative about a Samsung phone is if you're a filthy Apple fanboy. <laughs> because I didn't even I didn't even say, you know, the iPhone is the greatest phone on earth in that video. I just said that this phone is more expensive than an iPhone and definitely falls short of it in certain ways. Like I don't think I don't think it justifies it. That's all I said. It's like you're you're an iPhone fan. It's like a perfect way for me to filter through comments and determine who in fact does not watch this channel at all. And yeah, it's yeah. just a, phones in general are just way too expensive these days. Phones in general seem to be kind of the new AMD versus Intel from like a fanboy flame war perspective. Like I don't remember the lot, even like Xbox PlayStation. 
I don't think maybe I just don't participate in that community as much, but I don't think I've seen nearly the same level of toxicity in the last I don't think couple the, years. I don't think the console fanboy wars have been very hot for a long time. Um, that might be because it's been a long time since we've had a new one. Yeah, when um, the new launch when the new launch happens, we might see once people are actually making decisions with their money again. Um, and like voting with their wallets and it's like, you know, like that South Park uh, episode, the, the I think it was like a Lord of the Rings spoof they did where they were deciding which consoles to buy and they like went to battle or something, a Black Friday thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, um, you know, once people are, are getting into arguments with their friend group about like which one we should all invest in yeah. so we can all play together, yeah. it might heat up a little bit. But right now it feels like no one cares. You just if you want to play especially when when like you want to play with your friends, but your your like dad is going to buy one of them regardless because he probably wants to play with his friends or something. Yeah. And like so you try to push your friends to get that one. And then I don't maybe know. another factor is just how prevalent crossplay is becoming outside of exclusive titles and first party uh. titles. It no longer matters that much. Like David and I can argue about, you know, Xbox controller versus PlayStation controller. He likes the PlayStation controller. What a what a pleb, pleb i know right? what a noob what a, yeah exactly well i wouldn't call him a noob because he can pony yeah, it pretty much beat both of any us. game um he's yeah. a pretty good gamer uh anyway um <laughs> but like we can argue about it without it really mattering and so maybe part of it too is that we're at the point now in this console's life cycle where buying both of them is not completely unattainable compared to when they both first launched. You could probably buy both of these consoles used with an adequate amount of accessories compared to buying one of them back when they launched and the accessories that you need because accessories in particular are so much cheaper to get secondhand. So so maybe it's not it's not as much of like a cost barrier plus, you know, if you're people like you and me, you know what I always used to do was wait for something to be a little bit older. I would buy it secondhand and then I would flip it six months later, still secondhand, basically losing nothing. And in some cases being up on the deal. So if you really want to play the exclusives one way or the other, by now, what are we like five or six years into this generation of consoles, you could realistically have played through all the exclusives on both of them, flip them and just be sitting on your money waiting just to pick up the new one when it comes out. Yeah. Cause like a lot of, um, a lot of games that are going to come out in the next little while will probably be on the next one anyways. And if I remember correctly, the uh, the next one is going to be fully backwards compatible. So if a game comes out in the interim, you'll still be able to play it. It doesn't, doesn't really even matter that much. Okay, okay. Mike says, you said Apple in the S20 Ultra review. I know I did, but I didn't say that, you know, the iPhone is God's gift to phone users. I just made a comparison, which is... A perfectly legitimate thing to do in a review of a device that's all uh okay and this is a fair point jc says if you go on twitter you can easily find toxic console fanboys that's true but if you go on twitter you can easily find toxic <laughs> anything yeah <laughs> like i swear to you you could find you could find fans like toxic fanboys of particular types of mouse traps on twitter and they would be at each other's throats even though nobody Probably. else literally nobody else in the world cares at all Yep. Uh, what other topics yeah. we got for today? Teams Not grew a thousand percent in March. That makes sense. Um, yep. Ah, yes. AMD fourth gen Ryzen desktop chips to oh, release right. September 2020. This is a rumor. Uh, it was originally on Tech Power Up and Tom's Hardware. Sources at Motherboard Makers. This is in quotes. 
allegedly, you know, are apparently reporting Sorry. that AMD had Ryzen 4000 series codenamed Vermeer desktop processors. Um, wait, that had, wait, what? Or no, that they will arrive after August or September this year. Supposedly, they were supposed to launch at Computex in May, but that's been pushed to September. Computex has been pushed to September. So these are the successor to Matisse, and I could actually see, like AMD postponing a launch, um, you know, two years ago, that was not going to be a thing. The instant they had chips that were even sort of like, we saw this with the first gen Ryzen launch, the instant they had something serviceable, they shipped it, you know, memory controller issues be damned, you know, BIOS updates that were coming after the launch reviews. No problem. We got this. We, we got to get this stuff out the door. We need people buying stuff. We need money. That's the state they were in. They're a very different company today. Obviously, they still like money. Who doesn't like money? They, they're, I don't they're any, kind of, no one put up their hands. Literally no one. Okay. <laughs> but they're not There's in be one person watching this. It's like, oh, I did. Yeah. They're not in, they're Come not, on. they're not in such a dire situation now. At this point, AMD is competing against themselves. So there's nothing wrong then with stockpiling some more chips for the launch, you know, sitting on it for a bit and launching a little bit later. Now, I think that's the kind of behavior that turns at some point into complacency, but these are extenuating circumstances. The show they were planning to launch the bloody things at got postponed because of a worldwide yes. pandemic. Yeah. So I'm not going to... How important do you think that is these days? We've seen a lot of companies start... Uh start stopping to show up at shows, uh, starting to launch things at their own events or online events or whatever because of the uh, general progression of the internet. Um, so how important do you think it is to actually launch at Computex? Um, I think that... Because hmm. to me, if I was AMD, I wouldn't be super concerned about Computex. Maybe it's bigger in the, because I know AMD's been, been doing really, really well in the enterprise space. Maybe launching at Computex is more important for enterprise launches. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I do think it's fair to say, though, that industry shows are as much about um, getting together with your partners to, to do things yeah. together Big as they are place. about just launching a product. And yeah. that's why I think we've seen this pattern where um, both AMD and Intel have used Computex as a springboard for new products over the last couple of years. Um, and there is something to be said for having all the pertinent media in one place at a time focused on, you know, whatever the biggest, hottest thing during a show is. Um, that, that splash is something that to just buy it online would be very, very expensive. I mean, Google... Facebook, all these companies that focus on online advertising have done a great job of commoditizing eyeballs um, in such a way that there's there's really no way to get them for nothing. Whereas when you show up at a show, it's not for nothing. There's a cost to attending a show, but yeah. it's a finite cost. And the return on that investment, if you have a great, exciting product that people really want to hear about, can be much greater than if you were to just try to buy ads online. It's also nearly impossible to measure the return on investment, which is like seen as kind of a good and a bad thing. Oh um, yeah, if I was a show like, organizer, I would see that as an awesome thing. Oh um, yeah. If I was yeah. a brand, I'd be like, sorry, what is it that you'd say Is you this do worth here? it? We're spending over a million dollars on this show and 
We have no idea what this is going to mean. <laughs> there is no trackable return on this. Yeah. Apparently yeah, a the, child popped in behind the, me. The door, yeah. I didn't actually see it, but I the door is popped a little bit, um, and it wasn't before, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Apparently she escaped. Uh, all right. So what what are what's the rumor mill say? The successor to Matisse will be Socket AM4 multi-chip module. Okay, that makes sense. Up to two uh, CPU complex dies. All right, based on the Zen 3 microarchitecture, which is supposed to be 5 nanometer. No, expected to be fabricated on a newer 7 nanometer class process by TSMC. So the, it's the return of the pluses, ladies and gentlemen. And there will be an IO controller die. Okay, so this is not a lot of detail. I have heard some other rumors that it is going to be a significant uplift in performance. And that could make Intel very, very nervous at this point. We shot a video today um, comparing Intel to AMD at about the same price point, but like the very top of the stack. So we didn't go with AMD's 64-core Threadripper. We went with their 32-core because that's where Intel has a price comparable product. And... I think we're going AMD for our transcode server. Oh, that'd be a spicy video. Yeah, so that's uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, man. My my whole life is going AMD. Like, like. Not gonna lie, when I saw this in the dock, I was like, hmm, maybe that's my maybe that's my new setup. Maybe that's it, because you're already having trouble sometimes with streaming and playing certain games, right? Yeah. And one of the things that AMD does really well, even even since Gen One Ryzen, is handle multiple tasks extremely yep. well and that's that's honestly gaming and streaming that's that's probably the main thing i'm looking for in my processor right now because i'm very rarely doing like one thing i'm yeah. extremely often doing a ton of things at once so being able to massively parallelize things sounds fan freaking tastic um so yeah i mean you could probably upgrade now but if you wanted Actually, you could upgrade now. Okay. You're like 5960X, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, you could definitely, you could definitely upgrade now. You know when yes, you should. You know I when you're I... probably gonna upgrade. You're probably gonna upgrade when the new ones come out and the LTT, uh, the the Linus Media Group store staff only store. I see. Okay, so you're gonna go third gen Ryzen, but probably probably when the fourth gen ones come out. I'm I or uh um yeah yeah when the fourth gen ones come out that makes sense that's a luke move yeah. all right yeah i get it i get it i'm on to you all right uh, still, i still have my pixel too you know yeah I'm yeah still, oh <laughs> i i know i know <laughs> it's doing great <laughs> we've got some ltt store updates do you mind uh pulling that up there yeah so give me one the sec. folding at home limited edition shirt is now our most successful limited edition shirt ever that's really, that's cool. So that's thank you guys so much for your support. And get this. Remember how I said that Intel was going to match the money we raised? So the money that we raised, we are using towards um, filament um, and a person to run our print farm. So we've actually shifted. We're not printing uh, face shields anymore. We're printing, oh, shoot. Uh, Colin put a post on the forum uh, with, a, with a great update about what we're doing now. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't remember... Exactly. I don't even remember his um, his username on the forum, unfortunately, but it's like ear somethings or something. Um, uh, I'm going yeah. to buy this. I get I get a lot of shirts from work because like I'm supposed to promote it on Wancho or whatever, but I'm going to buy this. I want this shirt. 
I think it's cool. I think the QR code thing is cool. I think what it supports is cool, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to buy one myself. The QR code's actually a little smaller than that. It's less intrusive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, isn't it a little lower as well? I think so, yeah. That's just a mock-up yeah. for the back I think it's there. more where my little aimer is right now. So it's our most successful shirt ever for a limited run shirt. Uh, we've raised... Uh, so, right, remember how I said that... Um, right, so what we're using the money for is um, funding our print farm, which is producing COVID-related stuff. Um if we run out of a need for that, then we'll just find a cause related to COVID and we will just donate the rest of it and, and wrap it up at that point. But for now, um, the print farm is is definitely valuable and uh, there's you can, you can get updates on the forum. Uh, Colin's been posting about it over there. Um, but there was also the donation that was going to go directly to Folding at Home where Intel said that they would match the money that we raised directly to Folding at Home and to a maximum of 40 grand. We have raised over 35 grand so far. So we are getting Ooh. super close to Intel writing a $40,000 check to Folding at Home um, because awesome. of our community's support through this shirt. So super cool. Um, really proud of you guys. Really proud of ourselves. Obviously, we helped a little bit. Um, this was actually, I don't think she's off her probation yet, so I can't give her name yet. But this was actually whipped up by our new designer. So um, it was kind of cool. based on yeah. it was based on Lloyd's sort of aesthetic sensibilities and um, similar kind of color palette. But um, yeah, she she did this one up for us, and I think it's really great. Uh, she's got some she's got some cool stuff in the pipeline that's going to be coming, and hopefully I'll be able to talk about her at some point. But um, I've, I've had a lot of people question me um, about why it is that we keep people anonymous for the first three months of their employment. So. BC has what's called a probationary period, which means that if um, you decide that it's not a good fit as the employer or the employee, if either of you says, you know what, this really wasn't the right move for me, there's uh, a no strings attached um, period of three months, 90 days, where you can just walk away. Um, so there's, there's no requirement to give notice to the employer from the employee side, and there's no requirement to give severance from the employer side. So that is intended to be used as, as a trial period to make sure that everybody's happy with this new relationship because um, leaving a job and dismissing someone from a job are more complicated. Both of them are more complicated after the probationary period. So it's best to sort those things out um, early on in the process. Um, so the reason that we don't mention people is because when people become public-facing uh, members of the Linus Media Group team, all of a sudden they start acquiring like this following and people get attached to them. And we've had instances where things have not worked out. And the last thing we want to do is create this expectation with our audience that this person they've developed an attachment to is going to continue to be there. And then they, they get kind of yanked away. So we, we try really hard to um, vet our staff and make sure that they're a really good fit before we go public with them. That's, that's basically why. And part of it, I would argue, is you want them to be able to see and get used to what, what I guess it means to be in the public eye um, and kind of decide if that's actually something they want. Yeah. Uh, it used to be something we required. It used to be a yeah. requirement um, to work here. You just had to have a public Twitter. And uh, when we did credits, for example, or if you were on WAN show, that had to be accessible. There had to be some way for the public to talk to you because I considered it just part of the role of being at a social media first company like Linus Media Group. 
Um, nowadays, um, I think officially that is still the policy, but it's not really enforced anymore. So if people want to be more out of the public eye, we we respect that. It was just when we were a really small team, it would have been to. it would have it would have been complicated to try to kind of have to keep people secret. Like we tried to do that weird thing with the nicknames, but that was dumb. That was my dad. <laughs> I liked mine. Slick Lefrenier. It like sort of broke down after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it's dead. It's, it's dead now. It's dead now. People just use yeah. their real names. So anyway, we're going to be closing sales on the Folding at Home Limited Edition shirt this Sunday night. Um, we can't just keep taking orders for it forever because we have to print them and send them out at some point. So if you want one, you got to get your order in before the end of this weekend Pacific time. Um, also, we just got a resupply of lanyards. Both black and orange are back in stock, and we've got more stock of CPU hard drive and GPU t-shirts. All sizes are now available. We have stealth hoodie in stock. We're finally starting to starting to come out of that supply um, interruption that we went through. So guys, you can uh, pick up all your LTT store needs. Um, make sure though, the, the highest priority is the folding at home shirt. So make sure you got one of those in the cart. There's really no drawback to ordering that one now, especially because it's not going to delay your order because we're going to go get those printed next week. So it should ship in the next couple weeks or so. Cool. Or well, it looks okay, like it'll the delay mystery shirt is also still available. The mystery cool shirt. Option. The mystery meat shirt has become one of our most popular items, which is hilarious. So people, oh, there's a lot of people evidently that just don't care what shirt they get. They just want a mystery meat shirt. Well, it's also really crazy cheap for the quality of shirt it is. And this is like, I'm completely detached from this whole situation, but that's like nuts. I don't think I've ever seen a creator merch. I, I don't, I think you rarely see creator merch where it's $20 a shirt, let alone creator merch where they're like, I don't know which one, but it's only $13 a shirt. But what if it's like an ugly one that you don't like? What one's ugly? Well, um, yeah, I mean, none of them are ugly per se well okay what if it's one you don't like there you know what if what if like all of them. what if pink doesn't go well with your eye color i don't know it's 13 dollars. <laughs> clearly clearly you are the audience for this shirt <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's the one i would get along with the uh the folding one how's the linus shirt doing uh i actually don't know that's kind of a good question for nick that was that was a nick initiative he was like oh should we do like a hashtag linus shirt and i was like yeah i, I guess so sure why not if that yeah, it's just it's the kind of thing people are going to show up like six years from now at ltx 2025 or something i got one of these and they're going to be wearing this shirt and it's going to be like you know classic right like it looks like they've never worn any other shirt like the text is all like cracked and faded now and like <laughs> it's barely even black it's like gray now and they're going to be like i believe still you know hashtag linus and I'm like oh you nerds i love it i love it i love it but you nerds uh all right. Oh, apparently we've sold a couple hundred Linuses. There you go. Nice. So nice. it's actually, it's going to be a very exclusive club. That's uh, that's a pretty low sales shirt compared to the folding shirt. Oh, okay. that, like, so we raised 35 grand. That's not including like the costs the for cost. the shirts wow. and the printing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's also just a cool sweet. shirt. Like I, I really I, like it. I like the design a lot. My personal favorites right now, I think are that one um gpu i'm still really into i love the purple on gpu um stealth hoodie oh, obviously yeah. i love 
Hard drive. Hard drive I really like. Hard drive hasn't been as popular as I feel like it should be. Uh, RAM has been super popular. I think CPU is number one, though. I think CPU overtook Constellation at some point. Constellations is probably my number one. Then it would be processor and folding at home, like trading off for two and three, depending on how I'm feeling, I think. Processor goes really well with uh, Stealth Hoodie, though. Like, I really like yes. the way that the, uh, the, the diamond, the top of the diamond comes up through the, yeah. uh, the Stealth Hoodie. Yeah. Anyway, we should, uh, do we have any more topics? No, I think it's Do other topics that aren't just the LTT store? Oh, we could talk about the Intel XE HP GPU. 500 watts. So <laughs> at CES, we saw the low-powered XELP, but now there are leaks for the high-powered XEHP. Um, so the TDP is expected to be 500 watts at 48 volt. What does that even mean? It's expected to have a chiplet design, so there's going to be multiple dies, kind of like Zen, and it'll use tiles of execution units, each one with up to four cores per EU. This could end up very interesting because NVIDIA seems to, I mean, we don't know much about their upcoming, is it Ampere, I think is the upcoming one? Um, but they they still seem to be pretty on the monolithic die bandwagon. And this chiplet approach could be disruptive. Um, chiplet feels like the future, man. So we could potentially have specs like this. Um, so Intel XEHP 12.5, one tile GPU, sorry, what is this? 512 execution units. So that would be 4096 cores, 12.2 teraflop. Wait a second. HP 12.5 two tile would be 300 watts. Oh, so the first one was 150. This one would be 300. And that would be what? Assuming 1.25 gigahertz, 20.48 teraflops. That would be pretty good. Um, and then a four tile version 36 teraflops, lower clock speed to save some power, 1.1 gigahertz, um, at 400 to 500 watts. Okay. I just love the 16,384 cores. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's unclear if a four-tile version will show up, and if it does show up, it probably won't be for consumers. Um, but a, a two-tile, uh, 20 teraflop could end up being actually competitive. So the 500 watt one is server only, and that's the one that requires 48 volt power. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we'll see. Good luck, Intel. Um, this could be this could be finally the thing to come and you know knock Nvidia down a peg. Um, which, to be clear, I'm not saying Nvidia makes bad products. They make great products, and they, in the absence of comp, in the utter absence of competition, they have still like made new products at least. But boy, have their prices gotten out of control one yeah. concern that i have though is intel really going to be the one to bring nvidia's prices Probably under control not. or are they just both going to be expensive <laughs> i think they're both going to be expensive that would be my guess with that said if intel is hungry for market share it's not like they can't be aggressive they have been aggressive at times in the past sure i it doesn't feel like the current intel if you know what i mean but current intel is undergoing a bit of a culture change right now i'm willing to bet Sure. Yeah, that, I think that would also be fair. <laughs> I don't. I haven't heard anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was something they were very actively working on, because uh, they probably kind of need to. Yeah. Is that it? Super chats. Yeah, super chats. Uh, I think we ended up with quite a few super chats today, so I apologize in advance, but I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of them. Thanks, Robert Mail. You send a super chat like every week. What are you doing? Um, Liam Kelly, Scrapyard Wars idea. Ultimate work from home setup, but only one person from the team can be outside at a time. 
COVID style, and they can be only be outside for an hour. Okay, I've never heard this guidance. Only one of you outside at a time for only an hour. Um, I don't think that's how the quarantining works. Okay, like neat idea, work from home setup, but I don't think we're probably going to do that anytime soon. Thanks, work from Dr. home setup Nepal. is just a cheaper streaming setup. Yeah, basically. Like, honestly, I have, ever since the, the streaming upgrade, I have streamed a couple times from my desk, but I have mostly used it for making video calls quickly and easily. Like, I can just whip my mic over here, and I'm ready to go. It's been yeah. amazing. Um, Rob P. wants to know if there's any float plane updates you can share. Uh, Thanks for asking, Rob P. Let me just give me one second. Yeah, take a look. Uh, Status.floatplane.com. Should I go look at it now too? Sure. Everything's this is green. A new, this is a new thing. Neat. Uh, it's been kind of in the works for a while. Status.floatplane.com was, was up and working uh, a fair while ago, but this is a, a much better version. I believe this time it's kind of here to stay. Um, so if you're if you're into the kind of like stats for nerds stuff, there's a little bit of that here. Um, and if you if you're just interested in like, oh, I'm having an issue with something or whatever else, you can you can take a look on your own. You can also contact customer service, do whatever else you would like to do, but you can also peek in here. And there's the past incident summary thing, which is which is interesting. A lot of these won't really affect anybody, uh, but you can see the the type of stuff that we may or may not be working on, um, and they may or may not affect you. But yeah, that's a that's a new thing worked on by one of the newer. But at this point, he's been on the team for quite a while, so I wouldn't really say new member. Um, but yeah, it's cool. There's also uh, it's. Let creators you're interested know we are reopening the gates in terms of recruitment. Oh, cool. uh, we, we paused there for a little bit and uh, we're, we're reaching out to some creators right now uh, to get things kind of moving again. Uh, but if there's anyone that you think would be a good fit on Floatplane, I, we, we, would, we would love to talk to them. So uh, you can also just contact customer support and be like, hey, I think this person would be a good fit for these kind of reasons. Um, and maybe we'll... We'll try to reach out. It's a dub session. Says who the oh, hold on, hold on. Who the f buys LTT underwear? That's like for nerds. It's really comfortable. It's great. It's probably the best underwear I've ever had. Um, and I have also heard that from a lot of other people. Uh, and Jam again, I'm technically impartial here. Jamilo asks, "Is the beard here to stay?" No. I'm definitely so gonna shave. What's the cutoff date? This is my quarantine. Or what's the beard. cutoff point? Yeah, so when, it's the whole time you're in quarantine. Yeah. So when I go back to when I start working from the office again, I am going to clean myself with a razor. Uh, Carp Whisperer says, first live show. I gotta give that mun to pay respect to the very good looking Linus beard. Wonder how the wifey feels about it. Actually, she didn't like it for the first like four or five days when it was still really prickly. But it's getting softer now, right? But she, but yeah, it's getting a lot softer now, and she actually doesn't mind it that much. Uh, she has asked if I'm keeping it, but she was asking, not like, "You're not keeping that, are you?" Like it was, you know, different, different tone, you know. Um, David says, "What has been the benefits of staying at home?" Uh, the benefit was that I was coughing and I shouldn't be at the office. 
um, asks, how many LMG staff watch live streams? Uh, they're not supposed to. It's not considered work. So they. Well, uh, it's technically a day off. Uh, no, we're in office today. We have Monday off. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, we never do Fridays off because uh, Wencho. And that is legal in BC. You can substitute a stat as long as there's... On. Yeah, you're allowed to move stats around. So we yeah. never take a Friday stat. Okay. Um, Europe just does both, so... <laughs> that must be nice. How nice for the Europeans. Too bad we're not European, Lou. I, I'm not complaining. I did stuff today. I did work today. And I'm working Monday. What United else? Roller says... Uh, uh, love both of your beards and AMD loves the 10 nanometer process. Okay. I have no idea what that second part's about, but thank you. Um, all right. Uh, Ryan says, why teams and not Slack? Um, I think with, uh, LMG, it was because we already had office 365 anyway. And then teams was like another couple dollars a month to add to it. Full plane does not use teams. And, um, I mean, no offense to the teams team. Uh, but after the limited amount of use I've had to have uh, for interacting with Linus Media Group people, I think we're probably going to stay that way. Uh, yeah, I probably would do that if I were you. Uh, Jason... It would be super great if it didn't sign me out of everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty annoying. On a random note. Jason Sintich sent $100 to ask me to move the WAN show title bar to the bottom of the screen. There you are, sir. Now I'll move it back. You just got trolled. You got trolled. You done got trolled, Jason. How hard did he get trolled? Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Yep, pretty hard. I did it, and then I undid it. Dang. Ouch. Apparently, I look like I'm trying to cosplay as Luke. Thanks, Owen. <laughs> you apparently need ridiculously longer hair. I need a haircut so bad. It's actually here. I wonder if... Wow. Wow, are you just gonna go full Thor at this point, like, and just do I, the so long hair? Like, there's technically two options. I could do that, um, or I, I, considering I have no access to barbers, uh, my girlfriend will attempt to shorten it and then attempt uh, to shorten it. I like that. That's nice. That's I don't, a good. I don't know what we would do it. from there, but if it got screwed up, just buzz her down. It's kind of it's kind of one of the two directions. I think if I wanted to go for long hair, now would be the time. But I don't think I would work that well with it personally. You don't think so? I don't know. I I think it could work for you. I think the whole like Norse god look could be all right. I could give it a shot. I don't know. Maybe we should straw pull it. It takes a long time to give something like that a shot. But then the worst case scenario is at the end you just donate it. Yeah. Although yeah, I think you would take such poor care of it that it might not be donatable. I'm not. Be I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to be judgy here. I'm just. I'm just making an observation. The fact that I don't know what taking good care of it would mean is probably enough. Well, to... conditioner would be a start. I don't know if I've ever used that yeah, intentionally. I, I'm sure you haven't, Luke. I'm sure you I haven't. Have accidentally, because I'm like, what is this? And then I realized what I did because I grabbed the wrong bottle. And then, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a thing. All right. Um, My girlfriend's yelling at me. What? Apparently, she buys my shampoo with conditioner uh, and says that she takes care of my hair because of that. So okay. maybe well, my, hair, my hair is take, uh, well you, taken care you of. You can tell her. her is, is her name public now or no? 
Is your She's name like public? a Twitch streamer now? Hey, <laughs> is she like streaming right now? What? That was very delayed. Yeah. Her name is public. Okay. I think all right. She might, actually, I think she might be streaming. I'm not sure. Okay. Whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is. You can tell Emma she doesn't know what she's talking about because the combination shampoo conditioner is not a substitute for actual conditioner. And she, I'm sure she knows that. She's got to know that. She might be taking care of you, but she's not doing a very good job, Luke. So you can tell her I said that. <laughs> That's great. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll mention that yeah, later. You, you, let her, you let her know. You let her know later. <laughs> okay. Um, she does that because she knows I definitely wouldn't use two different things. So oh. she might as well get the combo one. It's probably the best she can do. Yeah, she's probably right. Um, all right. The Morton, the Morton Chris says, a hello from Denmark. Uh, people are stupid. 5G is fine. Okay. P.S. Luke, you should buy an Astro A40 headset. No. <laughs> I don't think he should. Um, <laughs> yeah. How all long right. is that headset? existed the a40 like forever like a40's been around for an insanely long for 1000 years and in that time human technology has improved a lot and the a40 headset as far as i can tell has not the same i remember that from like some of the first packs i went to like this is this is a very very long time um christian jones says rich due to buying stocks and crypto during the downturn just bought two displates. Here's the money I saved from the coupon code. Thanks, brah. <laughs> uh, also says, hopefully LTX 2020 still goes on. Um, tickets bought, flight TBD. So you can expect some kind of news about that from us within the next couple of weeks. Um, we're, we're still keeping a very, very close eye on things. Uh, I had to make a channel to comment, says, you should review the Pine Phone from Pine64 when it's out. We probably would like to have a look at that, actually. That's a, that's a good idea. So, yes, we will, we will probably do that. Um, Pine Phone uh, put on tracker. Yep. All right. Duly noted. Thank you. What else we got here? Uh, probably only have time for a couple more. Thanks, Gregory Reed. Thanks, Kinestic. Um, any chance we could eventually get a limited run of hardware shirts in a light color? Black is not as nice to wear in hot climates. That's fair. Um, black is the easiest color for us to get good supply of. That's the main problem. We have been hard at work on that sourcing an equivalent quality shirt at a fair price from a factory that doesn't abuse its workers, and we're having a hard time. There you go. That's the uh, that's the 100% honest truth for why we don't have other colors. Um, it's hard for us to launch a shirt when we don't know that we're going to have regular supply of that shirt. And the distribution for our shirt partners in Canada has not been consistent enough. Um, Constellation, we've pulled off. At, all, at times we haven't. At times we've been out of stock. But we've mostly pulled it off just because we order massive quantities of it because it sells really well. And we just stockpile it and we just kind of eat that, that, that cost of inventorying all those shirts. That's really the only way for us to do it. So when we want to try to experiment and just kind of do like new and interesting stuff or like limited run stuff, it's easiest to do it in black. I mean, I've wanted a, a wider color palette for our shirts for a long time just because um, wearing black shirts in the thumbnails just makes them less eye-catching. And so I would like to have a, a more um, colorful wardrobe, but it's just something we haven't really been able to pull off so far. What about like the, the, the really light gray? 
That seems a that's a relatively popular shirt color, I think. We'd um yeah, we'd have to look into it. Yeah, I mean that's more of a question for like Nick at this point. I don't even sure. know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. JD Hag says there's not a console flame war right now because Sony destroyed Microsoft this generation. Also kind of true. Also kind of true. If I was a Microsoft fanboy, I'd probably be just kind of I'd probably have my head down for the time being. Biding my time. It, yeah. it, the, the look of it so far is that the new Xbox is going to be pretty crazy. Okay, I, last, I have my, my hunch leans towards them right now. Last super chat from Mark Persikian. Do y'all think the PS5's 5.5 gigabit per second SSD will actually make a difference in game development over the Series X? Is it gigabit or gigabyte? I think it must be gigabyte. It can't be gigabit. That's not fast. Um, no? Why would it? Like, loading a game from a RAM disk is still like CPU limited at this point, um, even on very powerful computers. Like, yeah, having a, having fast storage is like good. And for certain types of games, like where you're uh, streaming data off the SSD as you move into new environments and stuff like that, you might see less hitching. But in terms of like changing the way game developers develop their games, I, I, I kind of doubt it. Um, I mean, unless it's used as like a flexing demo of some sort that Sony like tries to support. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because ultimately any game asset that is rendered on the screen is going to be have to be, is going to have to be loaded into GPU memory. That's where it has to come from. So that just comes down to how quickly you can move things in and out of GPU memory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it for the show today, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Same bad yeah. time, same bad channel. Bye. 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 Okay, I'm going to end the YouTube stream. Here we go. We're going to try and do things in the right order for a change. I've left the YouTube stream, like the event live, while having also stopped OBS. And it just like Black leaves screen. this empty event on. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> genius. All right, so we'll end that.